Sarah, your host of the She Speaks Up podcast. I'm a mama of four boys, a wife, and a mortgage loan officer, but I'm so much more than those titles, and I'm betting you are too. This is a be seen, be heard type of podcast where we walk through life, careers, motherhood, and all the spaces in between. Here, we are all about support, grace, growth, and some awkward laughing. So with that in mind, let's chat. Hey there, Sarah here. Um, Today's episode, I want to preface with, um, I guess I'll call it a trigger warning. I'm not talking about any specific trauma or things like that, but I am talking in generalities and regarding therapy. Um, And I just want um, you to be warned, I'm going to be vulnerable. And so um, if you're in the thick of some trauma or just coming out the other other side of it, um, this may not be the episode for you. On the other hand, if you're looking for someone who is working through it as well, then this might hit home with you. Um, Today, I'm going to reference a recent therapy session that I had. um, And I, if you're anything like me, maybe you've had trauma in your past. My trauma started in childhood. um, And I continue to have some traumatic events throughout my life. Um, I think everybody has some sort of trauma. Um, However, the trauma that I experienced as a little girl, um, I almost have like blocked out, like I've become a ninja at shoving it down and not um, dealing with it or um, locking that box up and burying it down below. Um, And so what I've been finding as I've been working through, I honestly didn't really start therapy until after my mom died. Um, And then I had so much anger and sadness and fear um, and worry. And then COVID hit and my anxiety went through the roof. And so I've been going on and off again for about eight years to therapy. Um, But I recently had some pretty incredible breakthroughs, um, which was exciting, but also alarming um, because I am an anxious girly and I tend to um, navigate there first. And I'm, I should say I'm a recovering anxious girly. I'm working really hard to not have anxiety be a characteristic of who I am. Um, However, in this particular case, um, I went into therapy and I had made a a bold um, proclamation or or whatever you want to say at my previous appointment. I said, we're going to, I want to tackle this. I want to, I want to hit this head on. This is keeps coming up and I keep shoving it down and we keep tiptoeing around it. We just need to deal with it. And my therapist was like, okay. So leading up to my appointment this week, I was, um, the closer it got, the more nervous I got, the, um, more like my stomach hurt. I started having headaches. I was super moody. And I was like, what is my problem? I'm like, I must be coming down with something. I don't know. And then the day came for my session and I was like, well, I should just cancel. I should push this back. You know, I even thought about keeping one of my kiddos home sick. They're not sick. They said they had a a sore throat. That was it. And it was because we, I had had the heat down too low for the night. Like they aren't sick. There's no fever. I checked all this stuff, but I was like, well, if I keep them home, I don't have to go. And I thought, man, Sarah, come on. So got the kiddo off to school, got to my appointment. I walk in and my therapist says, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm really nervous. And my feet are like 
tapping and my knees are bumping and, and I can't sit still. And she's like, why are you nervous? And I was like, cause we're going to do this today. And, and I don't know if I want to do this. My one part of my brain says, you got to just get this over with. And the other part of my brain is like, run as fast as you can out that door. And my therapist is amazing. And she said, well, what's the worst that would happen if you ran out the door? And I was like, I probably wouldn't come back. She's like, okay. Um, she goes, well, what, what would happen if you didn't come back? And I said, I'd be right where I am right now. And she's like, okay. So what, what um, would it be helpful if you got up and walked out the door and then walked around and came back in to show yourself that you can leave anytime you want to? I'm not, you're not being forced to be here. Um, you can walk out at any point. And I was like, I mean, I'll try. I did one round and I got through the door and I wasn't shaking as much and I could take a deep breath and I was like, mm, I'm still feeling a little. And she's like, all right, do another lap. So walked out the door um, and there's like an interior door and then an exterior door. And I was walking up to the exterior door and I was like, you can go, you can run, you can just go, just open it and run. And then I was like, mm, nope. So I did my lap, came back through. And I didn't feel the shakes and I, my heart wasn't pounding out of my chest anymore. Um, and I wasn't tapping my knee and my foot and everything. And um, she's like, are we, how are we feeling? And I was like, okay, we can do this. Um, and then she proceeded to tell me that what I thought was going to happen, which was that we would rip off a bandaid and we would dive deep and it would hurt like hell. And I would be traumatized for a moment, reliving it, but then I would be able to be better um, was actually not how that worked. Um, <laughs> we were going to tap into it with an exercise um, that would help me sort of gain control over how I access um, that trauma so that I'm in control of how I heal it. And I was like, okay, sure, let's do that. And so the exercise that I was walked through was um, choosing different ages of yourself and kind of having them all meet in a in a room. This is like, you know, thought work done in your head. Um, and you can talk it, talk it through and, and, you know, you're visualizing. And so, um, I created my meeting room and I picked the ages of myself, my prior years that were there. And, um, I had a very, very young Sarah, like maybe four who was super excited and just shiny and bright and smiling and swinging her leg in the chair and, she was, she was just like, you could see the sunshine radiating, radiating off of her. And then I had, um, you know, like seven and up on the other side of that. And there was like almost a wall between those two ages specifically. Um, and she asked me like, do they know each other? Like, do these ages understand that you're all the same person? And I was like, no, they don't like the littlest me, um, is has no clue who the rest of these people are. Um, and then the, you know, the next age, the seven, eight year old or whatever has no idea, but is very offended by this little one and wants her to shut up and stop being so bright and shiny. Um, and then, you know, there's a few other ages in there. And so we're walking through and she's asking me all these questions about how, um, how things are between them. And so I like introduce myself through all of them and kind of, you know, if you've not done therapy, this probably sounds really weird to you. But if you are doing therapy, sorry, side note. Um, but if you are doing therapy or have done it, you may have done this exercise or something similar. 
Um, and I will say that in the moment of doing it, it does feel a little bit weird, but the amount of progress and relief and release that you have from this exercise, um, specifically I had, I can't speak for everyone else, was tremendous. Um, okay, going back to it. So um, I introduced everyone and, you know, showed them that we're in, you know, I'm in 2024, that I'm married, I have kids, blah, blah, blah. I'm safe. I have all these things. And um, uh, what I found to be so fascinating is that the youngest version of me that had not experienced any trauma yet was so full of life, so vibrant, so excited, so playful, um, so joyous. And as an adult who is trying to tap back into um, the life that I want to become, you know, to work to become the person I want to be, those are all the attributes I'm trying to attain. I want to be joyful. I want to be spontaneous. I want to smile more than I frown. I want to um, take delight in new things. I want to be excited to see people. Like I want just everything that I was remembering of her, seeing her as was like, man, that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to get back here. Um, but something in my childhood, a trauma that I'm not ready to talk about yet, but um, had sort of taken that piece of me away. And so I, um, that was one cool thing that I got to experience that, Hey, it's kind of like full circle. I'm not full circle yet, but I'm getting there where I'm trying to go back to that little girl that I remember that's deep down on there that I know is there. And that that's why those things are so important to me is because they were the foundation of who I was before BTT before the trauma. (laughs) Um, and what else was super, um, interesting was that there was a gap in my ages where I remember nothing. And those are some of the biggest trauma years. And I thought that was really interesting because I do have memories from those times, but in that moment, it was like they didn't exist. And, um, as my therapist explained to me, that's my brain's way of protecting me because we weren't going to deal with the trauma directly. We're going to kind of tap dance around it and give me some tools so that when the time is right and when it is appropriate um, and my mind and heart can um, do it willingly and together, um, then I can tackle that. So then outside of that, I was seven and eight. And the other thing that I thought was really interesting was that seven or eight year old was so offended by the shiny four year old. Um, By the end of the exercise, everyone was dealing with the four year old and wasn't so um, like, make her shut up, make her go away. It was more of a, all right, this is what it is. And so while I didn't have any like earth shattering um, ending, not ending, um, I'm trying to think of the word. like culmination of what I did today, what it did do was um, it showed me those ages that I had chosen, um, which I just chose at random. It felt like in the moment when I look back at them, those are actually very specific ages where I had additional trauma happen. And I was like, oh my word. And so something that my therapist has always said and that you read online that you see on social media pass is that the mind the body, they don't forget the trauma. Um, they, they are set, part of your brain is set to protect you with the flight, fight, or freeze, or fawn, I think, um, sort of reaction response. Um, and when you have trauma, 
um, in my particular case, um, I was stuck in freeze for so long. And then it now it shifts between freeze and flight when I am in a trauma response. Um, either get the hell out of here, this is not safe, or I don't know what to do. I'm just going to stand here quietly and hope that nobody notices me um, because those were the two ways to protect myself. Um, and so being able to articulate that, being able to look back at those ages that I I thought arbitrarily chosen to see, oh, those were actually specific times in my life that I was like, like one of them was 33. And I was like, that's a weird age for me. But then when I thought about it, um, that was actually the age Whew, sorry, um, that I was when my mom was diagnosed with um, stage four lung cancer that had metastasized into her bones, her brain, her lymph nodes, um, and they gave her three days to live, which if you are in Alaska on an island, you understand that getting to the lower 48 outside of just Seattle um, in that kind of time frame is nearly impossible. Um, we made it on what was the quote unquote last day that they expected her to be alive. As it turns out, my mom was a fighter um, and she made it a year and 10 days before um, she finally went to rest and to be um, to go to the next part of her life. Um, and I don't know if you're religious or not. I believe in heaven. So I think that's where my mom is and that she's there with my grandmother. But um whatever your belief is, she went to the next phase. Um, but that 33, which was seemed so weird to me because I was 35 when she died. Um, I was 34 when um, I took my kids down to say goodbye to their Nana. But then I remembered I was still 33 the day we got the phone call. Um, and the day they told us that she wasn't going to make it long enough to even say goodbye to. Um, and it is so weird how our brains are that the age that was that I was struggling with the trauma mostly was not the age that she died at because that was traumatic in itself, but the age that I found out she was going to die. And that was um, pretty eye-opening. And also, it was a testament to how incredible our brains are because I didn't cognitively know that until I sat down and thought about it for a while as to why 33? Like that is such a random age. And then when I worked backwards, I was like, oh my goodness, because that moment, that phone call forever changed my life. Um, and so uh, I lost my train of thought for a second here. Um, oh, so the exercise, um, like I said, it had you pick specific ages. And so it was just, it was a really interesting process to work through. It reminded me that um, the brain does not forget, but it does protect, and that these instincts are given to us to protect us. Um, but sometimes our body gets stuck in protection mode, and instead of protecting us, it is hindering us from healing. And so if you are not a party to therapy, or you've never been, or you're you know considering it but not sure, um, please know that every therapy session is not an exercise like this. It doesn't have to be the woo-woo if that's not your thing. Um, but there is something so healing about being able to go back to a child version of you or a younger version of you to let them know that they're safe. And that while these traumatic things happened, and, and they may be stuck there in that time frame, because that's what the body was doing to protect them, that you're now actually safe. You have 
you have a driver's license, you have kids or, you you know, pets or you own a house or whatever it might be that you are definitely able to grow. Um, you were able to grow up successfully, safely, and that you are okay. Um, and so while when I started therapy, I was very much a skeptic and also like, these exercises are ridiculous. I'm not doing this. The more I let go of my quote unquote perception of what therapy was supposed to be versus what it actually was. And the more I let myself be open to healing, the more impactful each of these visits have been for me. Um, And so while I'm not there yet, I'm not in a place where I can talk about my trauma openly. I'm getting closer to the place of healing. And that is so uh, freaking amazing and exciting because I didn't think I would ever be in this place. So I'm hopeful for what the journey to healing will look like going forward. If you, like I said, if you are not someone who's been in therapy, but you have trauma and here's the thing is the trauma doesn't have to be something like when I feel like when we, when society looks at trauma, it has to be like you were kidnapped as a child or you saw someone die or Or you were, you know, something horrible like that, which those are all traumatic. But it could also be that your parents fought a lot and ended up in a nasty divorce. Or you watched your brother or sibling or someone you love walk through cancer. Or like trauma is so many things and they don't have to be the earth shattering, life altering trauma, we think. It could be that you were in a car accident. It could be that you had a really hard fight with someone and they, they, you know, they used your past against you or anything. So if you have any of those, if there's anything tugging on you or it keeps coming up to you, um, like for me, it was showing up in my sleep, meaning I wasn't getting any, um, or I was having nightmares. I was super moody and cranky. Um, and I would have deja vu of things in my childhood, which was really freaking me out because I didn't understand why I was suddenly remembering these things um, and why they felt like they were current because I've never been in my current, you know, my past self wasn't in my current state. And so it was just a really weird feeling. But now I'm understanding that was my brain's way of trying to protect me. So if you are having any of those things or you just have no one to talk to who can be unbiased or supportive, or you want to talk to someone who doesn't know all about you or someone that you're certain will keep your secrets, um, I highly recommend finding a therapist. Um, It is an opportunity to heal. It's an opportunity to grow. And unlike what TV shows sometimes where you sit down, you lay it all out, you have, you know, a tremendous wave of this thing happened to you and, and suddenly you're healed. It is not like that. It takes repetitive appointments. You have to keep going and working away because if you were to just, um, as my therapist said, she said, if we were to just to jump in and just rip this bandaid off, she's like, you would never come back. There would be great trauma that was exposed and you do not have the tools to work through it. And we would do so much more damage than the, you know, than how we're approaching this. And that makes total sense because I don't have the tools. I'm not, I'm not able to cope with that. I would not be able to walk through that um, safely. So again, hashtag therapy rocks, highly encourage it. Um, If this resonated with you, I see you. I love you. I'm rooting for you. 
Um, if you think about it, share it with a friend, if you think that they could get anything out of this. And again, thank you so much for being here and for allowing me to show up, to be vulnerable, um, to share what I'm learning. And um, I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening. If you connected with today's episode, I would love for you to share it on social media and tag me so that I can personally say thank you for your support. Until next time, remember you are so much more capable than you give yourself credit for, and I'm rooting for you.